0: This is Dojo Live, tech without borders, stories that bring us together.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Dojo Live. I am Tulio Suragusta. Broadcasting from Southern California. And today I'm joined by my guest who is Amy Wei. She is the VP of Engineering, a founder at Stellar Cyber. Hi, Amy. Welcome to Dojo Live.
0: Hi, Tulio. Thank you for having me here. It's a it's great pleasure to be here.
1: It's my pleasure to have you with us. Today we're talking about cyber security. It's a big topic. Uh, Recently, we've seen even companies like Morgan Stanley with a major data breach. I mean, these are companies that spend millions, if not billions of dollars trying to protect their data, trying to protect consumer information. And yet this keeps happening. Uh, We keep having these issues. And so we're going to talk about it today. Is there a fix-all? Is it possible to put an end to the cybersecurity challenges that we're facing? Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But before we do, let's get to know our guest a little bit. Amy, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you. Sure.
0: Yeah, uh, I grew up in a small town in the north and western part of China. So when I was young, I really interested in the science and uh, math. Then when I entered college, I started to I studied computer science. I think what the computer science taught me is mostly problem solving. So I'm really into the problem solving. Then cybersecurity, in my view, is a battle between the offense and the defense. It's an ever-going battle. It never just stops right there. So it's a very interesting problem for me to work on.
1: I love it. Okay. So your love for math and computer science gave birth to this uh, and realization that you're a problem solver. And this is a big problem to solve. So tell us a little bit about uh, Stellar Cyber. What gave birth to the company? What do you guys do? What what is the charter of Stellar Cyber? Sure.
0: So about five years ago, I started to think about the this the challenges that the security industry is facing why as exactly as you mentioned earlier we uh, invest billions of dollars in the security tools but we still get breached why is that is there a different way to solve the problem i think in the past 20 years the security industry is mainly on the focusing on the parameter based preventive uh, method and also siloed tools and then in today's world the environment changed people move to cloud the attack surface increased and make the the old paradigms doesn't work anymore so we need a new way to solve the problem that's why i founded stella cyber to solve this problem
1: Great. I want to learn all about it. So, the topic uh, that we've chosen that you've chosen today is Open XDR and the future of cybersecurity. When X means everything. What did you mean by when X means everything?
0: Great question. So, X means everything, meaning it, it includes all your uh, data sources of the asset, for example, your network, your uh, Endpoint, your cloud, your users, everything is protected through this solution. And it's no matter where you are, you may be on premises or may, maybe in the public, your data is in the public cloud or private cloud. So anything in every, anywhere you're protected. That's what we try to do. So XDR, that's what X means. What, what the D means is detection and our means response. So no matter where where you are, what you have, we quickly detect the attack and the response to stop the attack at the early stage or minimize the, the damage.
1: Okay, so Amy, I want us to just kind of unravel this a little bit, right? There's a lot of people in tech and that the assumption is that we all know about cybersecurity, but not everybody is really fully aware of how it works, how it comes together. So for the benefit of those who might be listening, who maybe need a refresher on how this is coming to, what does the ecosystem look like today? And this will help us understand what's unique about your company as well. Can you just kind of break it down? What are the available solutions now? You mentioned network security, on-prem security. What? How does it come together today? And then let's talk about what is uniquely different about what you guys are doing. But if you could just give us a little overview for the benefits of the layman's about cybersecurity, how does it kind of come together? What does the ecosystem look like today?
0: Sure. So for example, uh, people have firewalls to protect their parameter. And uh, then they have uh, email security, they have uh, endpoint security. So all of those individual tools spin out thousands of lines of logs per day for each tool. So human has to go through those to pick up the needle in the haystack. And then people can, we can just cannot keep up. And then we miss, right? We miss those, uh, there are so many signals, there's alert fatigue. And then you cannot respond to all of those. And also today in the modern attack, hackers stay very low. So you needed to connect those weak signals and into a stronger signal. So, so that's what we call it by connecting the dots.
1: Now, you said something interesting about the old paradigm doesn't work. So in the old paradigm, if we could just kind of explore that a little bit, everybody was working from an office, right? Everybody was on-prem for the most part. So security was limited to where you worked. People didn't take their laptop at home logged into their own private uh, internet network, and deal with the myriad of different access points that we deal with today. And also, the data has been moved. It's not all on-prem. It's on the cloud. In some cases, it's on a private cloud and so forth. So that's introduced a lot more complexities, I would think. What I'm hearing is- each one of those pieces has to be individually secured today. That's the way it's solved today, by individually securing every one of those assets. Is that how it's done today, predominantly?
0: Exactly. And it's a siloed. So you cannot, sometimes by through one signal, you cannot tell if anything serious is going on. But if you connect them together, then it's very clear something serious is going on
1: okay so if you're a company with thousands of employees who either work at an office or remotely or what have you you might have some uh, mobile device management solution right that's embedded in the devices where you can control uh, a myriads of things from what software people are running as well as what security platform they're they're leveraging but that's more of a provisioning solution would you say is that versus one that gives sort of centralized control of a security. Is there a centralized control of a security model similar to that for managing security? How's that done today? So
0: so today, I think it's each, exactly as you mentioned, each one is managed individually. And then you have to look through the logs of each tool or alerts of each tool. It's time consuming and you cannot keep up. So what our idea is, we collect data from all those security tools as well as raw data. And then we pervasively, we have 360 visibility, we collect data from all your environment and then normalize them. And then we build detections on top of those. And then the next layer is we correlate those small signals into bigger signals. And then-
1: I'm sorry, please continue.
0: Sorry, Uh, the last step is we also built in response functionality. So we work together with existing tools to respond to the attack.
1: Okay. so rather than a replacement, this is another layer that works in conjunction with existing tools. Is that correct? Or is it a possible replacement as well?
0: Exactly. It's actually working with existing tools. That's why open. That's why it's called OpenXDR. Our customers Got do it. not have rip and replace. We work with what they have already and uh, improve, provide them a, a overall centralized platform so they can have the 360 visibility and a, a co- coverage of all their environment, of de- uh, then detect any anomalous behavior and stop it immediately.
1: So can we can we talk about uh, one or two use cases? I'm curious to learn first of all how it gets deployed. Right? You've got thousands of assets mm-hmm. very in silos as you mentioned. How do you go about deploying this layer on top of all these things? is how do you collect all the various assets so that you can monitor, detect and then respond and then trigger a response? You guys have built APIs with multiple security platforms. You do a rigorous implementation process. How does that work? How does that work today?
0: Excellent question. So what we have is a software, we are a software solution. So our software solution can be deployed anywhere. and we collect the data through various approaches. So, we, we have a family of sensors that can monitor your network, can be deployed on your servers, on your endpoint. And we also have connectors that through API pull information through your uh, other security tools of, from your cloud. We have over um, 50 connectors to interact with different security products, and that list continues to grow. And then we also have log parser so other security uh, tools can forward their log to our platform and we'll parse it to normalize it and do the detection on top
1: excellent so so these these are virtual sensors I'm guessing that that will uh that get embedded into various into the various uh, assets is that correct yeah.
0: they can be virtual and then they can also be physical boxes. physical sensors Oh. that monitor your network traffic. For example, you can mirror your network traffic to our physical sensor, and then we will anal- do the deep packet inspection, look at your, analyze your traffic, traffic going on in your network, extract out the security relevant metadata information.
1: All right. So earlier we talked about that All these individual silo solutions, they can trigger an alert, but someone actually has to go through the logs and look for these anomalies. Uh, That's very time-consuming and human-intensive in terms of actually being able to keep an eye on enough data points uh, across thousands of different assets. Not a sustainable uh, model for large organizations, for sure. Mm -hmm. So... uh, what do you guys do? Do you automate that and then sort of spit out the anomaly, the one or two anomalies that come up? How does how is it different in terms of automating that or or simplifying that? How does that work?
0: So we focus on the data normalization, and after the data is cleaned, normalized, correlated, we leverage a lot of the latest advancement in the AI and the machine learning. For example, okay. the oh.
1: mm-hmm. Please tell us more.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the key differentiator behind our solution. Is to bring those most advancement in the uh, AI and machine learning that has been used in other areas like uh, the Google uh, search, right? All those, but it's not being uh, it's it's being widely used in the social network, but it's not being used in the security industry. So we leverage those latest advancement and apply that to the security issues. That's how we make it uh, automatically connecting the dots.
1: Now, how did you guys come up with with that particular solution? Did you have people on the team that came from those industries that you sort of borrow those ideas and brought them in. How? Do, I mean, because sometimes we're sort of, you know, we're in an industry we only see what we see, right? But that's like coming from the ad tech space or the search space. It's a completely different industry, and unless you've been there, how do you bring those ideas into uh, a space that is predominantly always working with its own people, right? You know, you try to attract people that understand your space, and and you're limited sometimes to that knowledge. How did you cross that? How does that? How did that happen? How did you make that happen?
0: I in our team there are lots of great tenants. Uh, there are security experts, there are machine learning experts, and what's unique about us? We have people who actually know both worlds. So that's a very unique combination. That's rare to find. So.
1: We yeah fortunate. absolutely. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I just think it it goes to show how important it is to cross-pollinate in various <laughs> industries. There's things that you can borrow from other industries that will will benefit in advance where you are. You know, to to to, to think outside the box, you know, is to, is to also think outside your own industry. So congratulations for for achieving that. As you make implementations and you put them in place uh, what are you guys learning uh, working with CSOs and those organizations? What are you guys learning along the way? That's been more like, oh my gosh, really? You know, like any shocking things in terms of what you're discovering, gaps, holes, what have you? What What are some of the stories? We'd love to hear some of those stories that that are that you're coming across as you're making implementations with clients. Curious to learn um, what's going on out there.
0: Sure, there are two things I'd like to share. One is the feature requests that coming from our customers keep on coming that some of them we already uh, have in mind, but we didn't have time to implement it yet. And then it's, uh, wow, OK, what we thought they need is indeed what they really need. Another thing is I remember one of the CIOs, uh, it's uh, also our customer from our customer um, and he said he, his vision is truly a, aligned with us is in today's world, it's almost impossible to prevent the attack from happening without breaking your bank. But on the other hand, the, this is a paradigm shift. We should not focus on the prevention. We should focus on the detection and the quick response so that we can stop the attack in the earlier stage before it cause damage or minimize the damage. For example, if there's a ransomware attack on the first server, it happened, you detect it and you stop it right away, then you you probably have a small amount of data being encrypted. But when it spreads your whole especially when it spreads to your important asset, that's the biggest loss. So early detection and the response is the key.
1: Okay, so in using AI and machine learning, are oh, there are some uh, tools you guys are beginning to invest in that potentially looks at certain patterns, for example, that allows for that early detection. I mean, is there a way to actually detect when someone's about to steal all your data? How do you guys, um, is, is there advancements being made around that? Uh, yes,
0: it's mainly the anomalous behavior. So for example, last time as well, the famous sunburst attack, it's almost impossible to detect that attack because it's legitimate uh, uh, way to get in. People just steal the uh, credential and got in. So it, it will be very hard to detect. But after they get in, they start to do things and that will trigger some anonymous signals. For example, they created some record in your active directory that's that's not supposed to be there, or they started to do the RDP uh, scanning in your network. So all those anomalous behaviors, that may also happen in the normal environment, but when you connect all of them together, then you see the picture. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it sounds as though you've you've sort of cracked the code, if uh, no pun intended, on how to be more effective in uh, gaining detection and responses in place across an entire enterprise, whether you're on-prem or distributed or cloud-based or what have you, and it works in conjunction with the existing investments. So it's not a rip and replace strategy, which is always a difficult sell, right? I mean, you, people spend millions of dollars, and it's like I got something that you're gonna that's way better, but it's a rip and replace. So congratulations for meeting people with, in the environment that they are and enhancing that solution. What's next for you guys, as we come up to the next segment of our conversation a little bit, what's next in terms of your product roadmap? What is the sort of uh, end you know goal of what you're trying to achieve and accomplish?
0: This, this is a journey. It's not an end, like connecting the dots, continuously improve our detections, adding more data sources, And they increase the accuracy or different cover different use cases. It's we keep on innovating and improving towards this goal. Yeah. So it's exciting ahead of us.
1: Yeah, I bet. Let's talk a little bit about the environment, the company itself, the culture. Where are your people based? Are you leveraging folks all over the world? Tell us a little bit about the company itself, the the working culture, the day in the life at, uh, stellar Cyber.
0: Sure. So we, a uh, group of people, I am very fortunate to be joined by a group of talented, creative, and hardworking people who share the same vision and a passion. So I think that's the key why we can innovate uh, fast. We are uh, our R&D, uh, are solely based in the Silicon Valley, Santa Clara Silicon Valley. And we have global uh, presence in the sales and uh, SE support, all those uh, to support our customers. But our headquarters is in Santa Clara and our R&D center is there.
1: Excellent. So what, what markets are you predominantly focusing on? Is there a vertical that you're tackling more of or is this more of a horizontal play? Tell us a little bit where you're seeing success for now.
0: Uh, we are, we are uh, vertical agnostic, so financing, educa- education, retail, uh, service provider, <coughs> excuse me, all those are, are our target. So we, we are horizontal in that case. And uh, we, are, we have two types of customers. One is enterprises. Another one is MSSP, Managed Security Service Provider. Those will use our platform to service uh, more numbers of end uh, customers because we have this multi tenant feature built in.
1: Smart. So, if I get called in, let's say I'm a uh, big big consulting in the cyberspace, called in to do an audit or what ha- have you, part of their solution is tying in your platform to enhance the uh, respo- the detection and response. How uh, is is how, do you have any special arrangements with those service providers that gives them like uh, access to your your end to do customizations and things of that sort? How tightly integrated are you with those kinds of partners?
0: Uh, th- those are uh, mainly are uh, I think I can give two examples. Those are one is a uh, MSSP. Uh, our MSSP customers they provide they monitor. Uh, provide the security service to their end customers using our platform. So they can provide the reports, security reports, and uh, uh, also monitor the uh, handling the alerts we created our platform raised. Another type is people who do the instance response. They're constantly help organizations to uh, investigate when an incident happens. So they find our platforms super powerful. So they recommend they, they can provide a service so they, uh, to those customers and then monitor for
1: them. All right. So if you're an enterprise and you're trying to improve the security detection and response, definitely mm-hmm. connect with you guys directly, Stellar Cyber. If you're a managed security services company that's doing it on behalf of an enterprise, definitely a tool to have in their tool belt to provide better solutions to their end clients as well. Congratulations for uh, bringing together such an amazing team on uh, both in the security side and also borrowing from other technology sectors to enhance this solution. It sounds as though every company out there should have this. Is this predominantly for larger enterprises or SMBs as well? i know you're a horizontal platform but is there a specific size company that sort of is the starting point or it doesn't matter
0: as starting point our folk our main focus now is uh, s- small and medium size companies but we definitely see larger uh enterprise is uh we have traction over there so it's the size doesn't matter it's small or big we can service you
1: Perfect, but it's a, the small, smaller enterprise tend to be a little bit more uh, friendly, I suppose, to working through uh, something that's a little newer than the large companies that have very specific requirements. Is that why you're focusing that direction first, or is it that there's just a market that's not been served very well from cybersecurity companies? Both
0: society both points are valid in this. Right. For example, the smaller enterprise, they cannot afford to buy various different tools. That's costly. And they don't have enough people to operate those tools. So our platform is like all in one, the only one they need. And then we already automate a lot of things. So that's a huge saving for the smaller guys.
1: Great. Amy, it's been a pleasure to have you with us. Please just stay with me as we go off the air. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We're back. The team took a couple of weeks off for a little R&R. We'll see you again on Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific. We'll do a recap show on some of the reprocasts we had in the past two weeks, and, of course, this show here as well. We do that in 10 minutes, so don't miss it on Monday at 12 p.m. We will also announce all the upcoming shows, for the following week at 12 p.m pacific on monday until then stay safe be well and see you soon
0: check out past episodes transcripts blogs
1: and more on our website dojo.nearsoft.com